The psalmist proclaims, ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Friends, it is good to be together this morning for worship at Bryn Mawr Presbyterian Church. We are thankful to have all of you here with us in person and online as we come together in song, word, and deed to worship Almighty God. If you are a visitor, please know you are especially welcome. We encourage you to fill out one of the visitor cards in the pew rack in front of you and place it in the offering plate in the narthex following worship. If there is anything we might do to make our church home into your church home or a place for you in a time of need, please do not hesitate to let us know. I draw your attention to the bulletin to highlight a few announcements. For those of you attending worship here in person today, Please keep your mask on so that it covers your nose and mouth for the duration of our time in the sanctuary. We lament the inability to see one another face to face, but are grateful for your help preventing the spread of this new, rapidly contagious Omicron variant. Thank you in advance for your understanding. The adult education open house scheduled to take place today following worship has been postponed until January 30th. The new date will coincide with the renovation's dedication and will be a time to walk through the newly designed library and classrooms to learn more about these new meeting spaces and how you might participate in the Ministry of Adult Education. We hope you'll come to this open house on January 30th following worship. The memorial service for Howard West, originally scheduled for January 14th, has been postponed. We will announce the new date of Mr. West's service once it is rescheduled. Please continue to keep Vinnie and their family in your prayers. Openings are available for those who wish to donate flowers for worship on Sunday morning in memory or in honor of loved ones. Following worship, these flowers are rearranged into four bouquets, which are then delivered by the deacons to members unable to attend worship in person. Please see your bulletin for information on how to sign up. Now, let us set aside the busyness of the day to turn our hearts and minds to the worship of God, asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. Please stand as you are able and join in the responsive call to worship printed in your bulletin. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of God's name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. May the Lord give strength to God's people. May the Lord bless the people with peace. Let us worship God. 
Please be seated. Friends, the author of Hebrews encourages us, since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Please join me in our printed prayer of confession. God of majesty and power, even as you are revealed to us in the waters of baptism, so wash us and clean away our pretensions and illusions. In your presence we know we have wandered from your way, been slow to honor your name, and failed to fulfill our calling. Have mercy on us, O God. Through the waters of baptism, call us again to your promises, promise of newness. Descend upon us and keep us close, so that we may live to please and praise you. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. Though we are unworthy, we are granted God's favor in Jesus Christ and are baptized into the church of his beloved Son. Friends, believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. As we welcome a new sister in Christ through baptism, I'm happy to be joined by Elliot D. representing the session and Claire Padot representing the children of our congregation. Hear the words of Jesus, an invitation and a promise offered to us all. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you to the end of the age. Obeying the word of our Lord and confident of his promises, we baptize those whom God has called in baptism, God claims us and seals us to show that we belong to God. God frees us from sin and death, uniting us with Jesus Christ through his humanity and in his death and resurrection. By water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, the body of Christ, and joined to Christ's ministry of justice 
peace, reconciliation, and love. We welcome Georgia, remembering the words of Jesus, let the little children come unto me and forbid them not, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Let us remember with joy our own baptism as we celebrate this sacrament. Representing the congregation, it is my honor to present for the sacrament of baptism Georgia Allison Moss, daughter of Sarah and Gates Moss, sister to Jack. Sarah and Gates, choosing to present your child for baptism, as parents, you affirm your commitment to share the good news of God's love with her, to raise her in the family of Christ's church. I ask you, as you bring Georgia to claim the baptismal promises of God's grace, do you confess your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and do you promise in dependence on the grace of God, to live the Christian faith and to teach that faith to your child. Do you? You are not alone in this task. Surrounding you is a community to help you keep this promise. Gathered with you are friends and family. These are dedicated people in your child's life who will help nurture your children, and walk with them on your and their Christian journey. I ask these friends and family to please stand. Do you promise, through prayer and example, to support and encourage, to love and to nurture Georgia, to be a faithful Christian? Do you? Please be seated. The children of Bryn Mawr Presbyterian Church have made this promise to Georgia. We promise to be a friend to you as you grow up in our church. When you need direction, we will show you the way. We will play with you and share the stories of Jesus with you. We will help you when you need help. Georgia, we cannot wait until you can make this promise for another child. Do we, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ, promise to guide and nurture Georgia by word and deed, with love and prayer, encouraging her to know and to follow Christ and to be a faithful member of Christ's Church? Do we? We do. Let us pray. We thank you, O God, for our baptism into Christ's death and resurrection. In the beginning, your spirit moved over the watery chaos, calling forth order in new life. In the time of Noah, you destroyed evil by the waters of the flood, and by your saving ark, you gave a new beginning. In the night of trouble, you led Israel through the sea into the freedom of your promised land. In the water of the Jordan, Jesus was baptized by John and anointed with your spirit. In the baptism of Christ's own death and resurrection, you have set us free from sin and death and opened the way to eternal life. May Christ, who sank deep into death and was raised Lord of life, keep us and our little ones in the grip of his hand, 
May your spirit separate us from sin and mark us with a faith that can stand the light of day and endure the dark of night. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. What is the name of your child? Georgia Allison. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Lord, uphold Georgia by your Holy Spirit. Give her the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever. Amen. On behalf of the children of Bryn Mawr Presbyterian Church, I would like to present this children's Bible to you. May these stories help you grow in faith and in love. Georgia is now received into the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Through baptism, she has been made a member of the household of God. I charge you, the witnesses of this baptism, to nurture her, to love her, to share the good news of the gospel with her, and to help her know and follow Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. God of mercy, you promise never to break your covenant with us. Amid all the changing words of our generation, speak your eternal word that does not change. Then may we respond to your gracious promises with faithful and obedient lives through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our first reading today comes from the prophet Isaiah. Listen for the word of the Lord. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. 
I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made.
on this day of baptism, we read about Jesus' baptism from the Gospel of Luke. As people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Many of you made sure that I saw the New York Times article a month ago about how evangelical Christians are whooping it up at baptisms. The story had a catchy title, Horse Troughs, Hot Tubs, and Hashtags, Baptism is Getting Wild. In congregations that baptize by immersion, ceremonies that used to take place in a formal baptistry inside a traditional church perhaps a painting of the Jordan River behind the tank, an organ playing softly in the background, are giving way to more upbeat occasions. The long white robes have been replaced with t-shirts, jeans, and sneakers. The music is now often a rock band with electric guitars and a loud set of drums. Many contemporary church buildings no longer install a baptistry for immersion even. Rather, a church in Texas brings in a galvanized steel livestock trough for baptism services. And congregations in Florida head to the beaches and wade into the waves. The article profiled one congregation which goes to a water park on baptism Sundays. Now, of course, these are not religious communities that are practicing infant baptism. So these wilder modes of immersion are for teens and adults. The article says, contemporary evangelical baptisms are often raucous affairs. Instead of subdued hymns and murmurs, think, Roaring modern music, fist bumps, and boisterous cheering. There are photographers, selfie stations, and hashtags for social media. One Texas church calls its regular baptism service a plunge party. I read the article and thought, clearly I was meant to be a Presbyterian and serve a traditional church like Bryn Mawr. I actually love the fact that folks are getting baptized in the ocean 
and in inflatable wading pools, even a galvanized feeding trough to the celebratory sounds of cheering crowds, every baptism, as the one we have just witnessed, is a celebration. When a child of God is welcomed into the church of Jesus Christ, and far be it from me to judge how another communion of Christians chooses to perform this sacred ritual. I am certainly glad that the 16th century days are long over, when wars were fought between Protestants, Catholics, and the Anabaptists, when people literally lost their lives for taking a stance on infant baptism versus adult baptism. However, there is something in our theology of baptism that is more than celebratory, which merits a quiet reflection, a pondering in our hearts, to use a potent image, also from Luke's Gospel. When Pastor Rachel leads her baptism readiness gatherings for families of young children, she always asks parents, what are your hopes and dreams for your children as they grow up in the church? It's an important question, a solemn question. A question not to be lost in the joyful celebration of the moment. Whether we sprinkle a few drops of water on the head of a baby or fully immerse a professing adult underwater, we make two affirmations of faith. By the grace of God, we are cleansed of our sin for a life to be lived as a forgiven child of God. And by the grace of God, we are baptized into the death of Jesus and thereby emerge as resurrected disciples. In a word, freed from sin and death and baptism, we are called to incredible responsibility, a life of service in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. This is a joyful occasion, to be sure, but baptism also calls for solemn reflection. To be a member of the household of God is to join a countercultural movement that is challenging, boundary-breaking, risky, Following Jesus is hard. We often quote the Apostle Paul at memorial services saying that if we are baptized into the death of Christ, we will surely be raised in his resurrection. Our baptism is completed in death. Baptism is not just celebrating one moment in time, but a lifelong commitment. We make serious promises. Baptism requires serious contemplation. 
There are three gospel accounts of the baptism of Jesus, and Luke's is the most understated and reflective of them all. In Luke, Jesus' baptism is not the main event, but a dependent clause taking up only a third of a single verse. Now, when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized... In his dependable good humor, New Testament scholar Fred Craddock remarked that this is no way to say it. It should be more dramatic. Matthew and Mark make a big fuss. Why doesn't Luke? Jerome, the early church historian, said he had heard that when Jesus was baptized, fire spread across the surface of the Jordan River. Now that's the way to tell the story. But Instead, Luke says, now, when all the people were baptized, and Jesus also, it sounds, Craddock notes, like a line, a line of people being baptized. And there's John at the edge of the water saying, next, and it's Jesus. Luke's version is understated, reflective egalitarian. My preacher friend Kim Clayton notes, there's actually a reason to appreciate Luke's egalitarian description of Jesus' baptism because it takes seriously the incarnation that Jesus came among us as one of us. It is in keeping with Luke, who just recently told us how the lowly shepherds were the first to pay a visit to baby Jesus laid in a feeding trough in a barn adjacent to the inn. Jesus came among us as one of us from the beginning. And in his baptism, at this very first moment of his public ministry, Jesus stood in line with us in solidarity with a world of seekers and sinners. A voice proclaims Jesus, the beloved Son of God. Then, according to Luke, he begins his ministry of preaching and teaching and healing, all signs that God's reign is coming to fruition. We know his days will be filled with beautiful moments like healing people and feasting with friends. His life will also be filled with danger. The conflict of hardship, of leading people down difficult roads of discipleship, meeting great opposition along the way. Jesus is baptized for enormous responsibility. And so are we, we who are baptized in Christ's name, who become members of the household of God, who become his body, using our ears and eyes, our hands and feet to reach out to a world of need in Christ-like service. We, too, are baptized for enormous responsibility. The Christian life is, in many ways, celebratory and joyful. 
The Christian life also calls us to serious work. It's a comfort that we don't go it alone, but always journey alongside the baptized community of Christ in the world. For everything the church does as a community of baptism carries holy responsibility. As forgiven people, we walk this weary world forgiving others. As recipients of God's grace, we are gracious toward others. As people who have heard how Jesus treated those around him, we are compassionate. We reach out in concern to those whom Christ is always welcoming in, the outcast, the stranger, the poor, those in need of healing, mercy, justice, and peace. Theologian Wendy Wright put it this way, In his baptism, Jesus inaugurates the rite that stands at the headwaters of the sacramental streams of new life that the Christian faith promises. In baptism, we enter into the lived experience of the faith that emerges from the cleansing, healing, generative waters of life. Friends, when Jesus himself kneels in the Jordan River to be baptized by John, we have a picture of what our own life of discipleship means. God names us beloved children and welcomes us into the family of the church. God bestows upon us spiritual gifts for the good of the world and gives us a job to do. We become, like Jesus, holy, beloved, set apart to come up from the water into the world where Jesus walked, to be servants of God with and for one another and for the world God so loves. Even without a rock band or wading into the ocean, is our baptism a joyful occasion? Of course it is. But it is also the solemn lifelong experience of assuming great responsibility as followers of Jesus Christ. We are living in serious times which call us to take our baptism seriously. You do not need me to spell it out for you. Another pandemic surge with so many lives lost, countless grieving, devastating fires out west, a horrific house fire downtown, gunfire everywhere on the rise, 
a political climate that is on the brink, so many lies passed off as truth, the persistent categorizing of people as other, the untold depth and breadth of mental illness among God's children of every age, the ever-widening gap in the world between people living the abundant life and others barely alive for want of basic human needs, food, water, shelter. We are living in serious times that call us to take our baptism seriously. The newer Presbyterian study catechism continues the centuries-old tradition of using a question-and-answer format, but updates the language for easier understanding. On Christian baptism, it gives this instruction. Question 71, what is baptism? Answer, baptism is the sign and seal through which we are joined to Christ. Question 72, what does it mean to be baptized? Answer, my baptism means that I am joined to Jesus Christ forever. I am baptized into his death and resurrection, along with all who have received him by faith. As I am baptized with water, he baptizes me with his spirit, washing away all my sins and freeing me from their control. My baptism is a sign that one day I will rise with him in glory and may walk with him even now in newness of life. Friends, on this day of baptism, let us remember ours and be glad the joy and the challenge that we may walk with Christ even now in newness of life. Amen.
Friends, having heard the word of God read and proclaimed, let us remain standing and respond with our affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. As we come together as a community in prayer, we remember especially today the family of Dick Nashner, who passed away Friday evening. We ask for comfort for Emma and their entire family and friends. Plans for a service to celebrate Dick's life will be announced soon. Each of us affirm our hope in the promise of resurrection, in our identity as baptized children of God, and in the unshakable love that God has for all creation. Will you pray with me? God of many names, you name us as your kin. You are wild with a spirit like a rushing wind calling us into relationship. Yet in you there is peace. When the oaks whirl and the cedars shake, you promise to be with us through water and fire. We are your people. You formed and made us, knit us together, and taught us to pray through the power of that wandering spirit. Like the very air we breathe, you are always with us, sometimes stirring and sometimes still. Stir within us now. Breathe into your very body, the church, and awaken in us hearts of compassion and commitment as we bring our prayers into the midst of this community. O oh God, may our hearts break for a broken world. Forest stripped bare, ground broken open by human greed. May we be your healing and restoring hands. Holy Spirit, hear our prayer. O oh God, may our spirits sigh for those who wander, displaced from their homes by famine, by fire, and by war. May we be your voice to bid them welcome. We pray especially this week for the Fairmount community devastated by the loss of life in the fire. May you offer comfort to families in grief, children who are afraid, and a community seeking to make sense of senseless loss. Holy Spirit, hear our prayer. O oh God, may our souls shake 
for those lost in the wilderness of anxiety, of depression, and grief. May we be the arms of your warm embrace. Holy Spirit, hear our prayer. O God, may our very beings tremble at your scattered family, torn asunder by hatred, by racism, and bigotry. May we be your feet, bringing the good news of justice and peace. Holy Spirit, hear our prayer. O God, you formed us and made us. We are your body, and we cannot do your work apart from each other. In all that we do, keep us mindful of actions that are pleasing in your sight. In all that we say, make us attentive to the witness we give to your love. Let our lives be an example to all whom we encounter, living as beloved children of God, who follow in the path of Jesus, our Lord and our brother, who taught us when praying to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In this moment, I would ask that you find the fellowship register placed along the center aisle to pass it down and back so that we might greet one another by name following worship. The earth is the Lord's, and all that is in it, the world, and those who live in it. This morning you are invited to place your offering in the plates set out in the narthex, and as always, you are invited to give online through our website. Friends, let us give God the glory that is due, the work of our hands, the fruit of our labor, and the offering of our lives.
Let us pray. Generous God, we thank you for the abundance of your love, the many gifts of the Spirit, the humble service of our Lord, and all your mighty and merciful acts. Use our actions, services, and gifts for the sake of the common good, so that all may share in the Spirit and proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Friends, go now into the world in peace. Remember your baptism and be glad to follow in the way of Jesus Christ. Now as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and all those you love, and all God's children everywhere this day and forevermore. Amen.